everyone. I am Eva, and this is Faith for Thought, a podcast where you and I bond over our love of all things faith, while I share with you my thoughts about some of our favorite fantasy TV shows. Now, before we go ahead with this episode, I have a few updates to share with you. First, the podcast is back after a long but necessary pause. If you are listening from the beginning, you probably know that I was supposed to have a co-host, but it just didn't work out. It was and is still dealing with some stuff. It just doesn't work with him right now. So I had to work on the podcast by myself the first few episodes and because it wasn't planned to be like this, it was quite difficult for me and I was just trying to keep up with the outpost episodes to have a podcast episode for every episode that was coming out while the podcast was on because we didn't start from the beginning of the second season of The Outpost. We started from, I don't know, in the middle, somewhere in the middle, even more towards the end. Anyway, so the point is I was trying to keep up and it was difficult for me, which reflected on the quality of the podcast and... Also, it, was, it wasn't very fun for me because I was just in a hurry. So after that, I needed to take a break and also use this break to learn more about podcast making so that I can improve the quality and also just to have more time to prepare in general for each episode and to change a lot of the descriptions that I had already made to reflect what the podcast is right now. A podcast with one host, not two. Another update that you have probably heard is this little chirping that you will be hearing from time to time because I have two lovely parakeets right now and I am recording right next to them. I won't be cutting out the little chirping sounds because, I don't know, I enjoy them and I hope you don't mind them. If you have a parakeet or a parrot, you probably know that it is a good idea to talk to them, to communicate with them. And this is a great way for me to do that while I am also recording. If they go overboard and start being very loud, this is when I would cut out something. But the little chirping sounds, they will remain. We also have finally intro music and outro music that you will hear at the end of the podcast. I decided that I will have different music for the different kinds of episodes that I make. And because the podcast is back right in time for the return of the TV show Vikings, I have decided to use this Vikings-type music for the episodes that are to come. And when I do something different, not Vikings-related, the music will also be different. Just to have a variety in this sort of way. I think it is better to match the music to to the theme of the podcast. This song is called Folkvangru or something. <laughs> 
it is very difficult to pronounce for me, by Alexander Makarada, and I hope I am pronouncing that right as well. He produces free-to-use music. I have included all of the information about it in the description. Now let's talk a little bit about Vikings. I have been a fan of the show ever since it began, but I have discovered my love for it quite recently. If you follow me on any of the other social media profiles that I have, for example, on Instagram, you probably know that I have been very into Scandinavian music and Vikings-related content lately, so I was very excited for the return of Vikings as well. Even though it is not necessarily a fantasy TV show, it has enough fantasy elements in it for me to include it in this podcast. Also, I like it, which is the main reason for me to include it. So this will be the last season of the show. And like the previous season, it is separated in two parts. So right now we will be getting the first 10 episodes of the season, one episode each week without any pauses. And after a while, we will be getting the second part of the season. I have no idea when exactly. I hope we won't be waiting for it as long as we waited the last time, which was, I don't know, an year maybe, which is quite a lot. So hopefully we won't have to wait that long this time. The season premiere included actually two episodes, thank the gods. So right now I will be covering these two episodes. Episode 1, aired on December 4th, is directed by Steve St. Leisure, written by Michael Hurst, of course, and is called New Beginnings, which is especially true for the first main character that we see, Ivor with a brand new beard, traveling on Silk Road with a crew that gets progressively bigger and bigger. On the road, he sees a lot of things for the first time, like a parrot, a group of monks, and in general a lot of things that make him happy and excited, which is probably the first time he has felt any joy since the last season. Sadly, that won't last long. In Kevin, he and his crew get ambushed by Rus soldiers. Ivor is taken together with a Viking that we saw speaking to him earlier to Prince Oleg in Kiev. And when they meet him for the first time, Oleg is speaking Rus and Ivor is speaking Old Norse. Then Oleg decides to communicate in Old Norse together with Ivor and suddenly they both switch to English. And this is like, this happens on every TV show, on every movie, when you have characters that theoretically speak different languages. Like for example, when Russians talk to themselves, they talk in English with Russian accent, but when you see them talking to, I don't know, Americans, and then they talk in Russian amongst themselves, then they actually speak Russian Russian. And this is, uh, this is always so confusing. And I don't know who makes the rules about what languages are spoken when, but it was very funny to me how that switch to English happened. 
So Prince Oleg, who is also quite a psychopath, doesn't believe that someone like Ivor, a king, is just traveling through the area and doesn't want anything from him and his land. So he decides to torture Ivor's men to find out more, which doesn't help because after all this is what Ivor was doing. He was just, he was escaping. He wanted to survive. That is the only reason. By the way, the torture that this guy endured was extremely brutal. We clearly see that Oleg is a, an even bigger psychopath than Ivor and we will have even more proof of that later in the episode and in the next one. One thing that he learns from all this torture is that this man believes Ivor is a god, which amuses Prince Oleg. He at first couldn't believe that someone like Ivor could be a king and now that he learns that his people actually believe that he is a god, he is even more amazed and intrigued. Which is probably why he decides to invite Ivor on a balloon ride, which was the gayest scene in the season so far. And I'm saying the season because I remember back in the earlier seasons we had some pretty pretty gay scenes. If you don't know what I mean, you probably haven't watched a lot of 90s television. In the 90s, seeing gay couples, gay sex, gay anything was not allowed, so to speak, for a lot of television, especially syndicated television, which is exactly what Xena the Warrior Princess was. Xena was a syndicated TV show and they couldn't get away with a lot of things. The writers and everyone on the show knew that Zina and Gabriel were a couple and they wanted to portray them being a couple. But because it wasn't allowed, they used different ways to show that. And for example, flying was a metaphor for gay sex. In, I believe, the third season, there was a scene of Zina and another woman flying in a very sensual way, so to speak. And trust me, if you see it, you would know what I mean. So in Vikings, in this episode, we see Ivor and Prince Oleg also flying. And even the dialogue between them is very... At first, Ivor is terrified. It is his first time flying, you know. But after he gets used to it, he starts to enjoy it very much. And both him and Prince Oleg have the time of their lives flying together. They have so much fun. Ivor is so excited and so happy. Oleg also is enjoying himself a lot because he had made Ivor happy and he has a buddy now. To make the bond between them even stronger, Oleg shows Ivor the mausoleum of his dead wife. He tells the story about how he killed her because she had betrayed him, something to which Ivor can relate a lot. He's like, oh my god, me too, my wife also betrayed me and I killed her just like you. 
Oh my God, we have so much in common. Let's get together. After that bonding experience, Oleg literally says to Ivor that he believes they are going to have a very special relationship. If you know what I mean. This is literally what he says. Watch the episode. Now, this special relationship amongst other things includes also conquering Scandinavia together, which makes Ivor very happy. He now has the support of Prince Oleg and has a real chance to return to Kattegat as a king. But he is not the king technically anymore. Bjorn is. So meanwhile, in Kattegat, Bjorn Ironside is living his king fantasy. He has this speech about Ivor. He basically portrays him as the Viking's Trump version. He's all like Ivor did not like foreigners. He outlawed free speech and he even built a wall around the city. Which, by the way, is a typical war tactic for defense that Ivor actually used against Bjorn's army. He was protecting the city this way. And this tactic is very, very commonly used. I mean, was very commonly used. Even Caesar did it, guys. In this speech, we learn that Bjorn is, for some reason, very into trade and not conquest. Like, Bjorn, what did you do, like, the past couple of seasons? Didn't you just go around with your uncle and conquer a bunch of people and land? Didn't you do that? How are you suddenly not into it? Mm -hmm. Seems very weird. Okay, let's continue. So, he is also asking the people to come to him whenever they have a problem. Because unlike Ivor, he is just and fair. So when a group of Ivor's followers are presented to him, he decides to brand them and cast them aside as outcasts instead of killing them. He makes a point of showing how much worse that is than death. And we see one of the guys there being extremely, extremely pissed about it. He is looking at Bjorn like, mm, you are letting me go now, but when I get a chance, and I will get a chance, I will kill you. So Bjorn, you probably didn't make the right decision there. Meanwhile, a messenger from King Harold Finehair arrives and and he is asking for Bjorn's help to rescue King Harald, who is now a prisoner of King Olaf. King Olaf found Harald on the battlefield and helped him. He saved his life, but he also stole his kingdom. Not a great move. And Bjorn is, for some reason, very surprised that Harald is asking for his help. Like, like Bjorn, do you not remember who helped you a lot of times when you were trying to get back Kattegat and you managed to get back Kattegat with a lot of help. Help that came from Harold. Exactly. And now he is asking you for literally the same thing. And you are like, mm, I don't know what to do. What should I do? I don't know. It takes your a lot of time to to make a decision. And we will talk about this later. Now let's talk a little bit about Lagerta. What is happening with her right now? Well, Lagerta is done. She is so done with basically everything 
and wants to eat out of there and live alone in the woods. And honestly saying, if only it were that easy to do this today as it was before, I would too love to go out into the woods and live by myself there far, far from people. But sadly, I can't do that. I can't build a house in the woods. I don't possess that kind of abilities. Anyway, is this the first time that we see Lagarde in old ladies' makeup? I have noticed that, that the makeup department has finally decided to show that Lagarde is in fact older. I have seen a lot of times in TV when characters supposedly become older, like we have time jumps, 10, 20 years, and the only thing that changes in their appearance is, for example, a strand of white hair, or maybe a whole set of white hair. But the face, like they never bother to actually make them look older, so I was rather happy to see that they finally show Lagerta getting older and they've done a little bit of makeup on her face. I think so. I hope this is not just the actress aging and I'm just shading her. Sorry if that is the case. So now Lagerta is off to the woods by herself. We see her in full armor, carrying her sword, ready to bury it and say goodbye to warrior Lagerta. And that scene is so similar to the first episode of Avzina Warrior Princess. The first episode called Sins of the Past has almost the exact same scene. Zina buries not only her sword and chakram, but also her armor to signify the death of warrior Zina. If you have never seen this show, you probably don't know that before Zina becoming a hero, she was basically an evil warlord. And this is how the show begins, with her deciding to change her ways and be this evil warlord no more. At first, she thinks that in order to do this, she should not fight anymore, which is why she buries the armor and all of her weapons. But near the end of the episode, she actually uses them again and realizes that she can fight for good and not for evil. And that way she can redeem herself. Anyway, so Wagerta is burying her sword and she bows to the gods to never use it again. Oh, a quick mention about Fitzirk before we move to the next episode. The creators of the show make a point to show him being physically sick and drinking all of the time. He has basically become the town drunk and nobody listens to him. Although what he has to say and his fear of Ivor are actually very valid. The second episode of season 6 aired right after the first one on the same date, December 4, again written and produced by the same people. It is called The Prophet, which is the nickname of Prince Oleg. So Bjorn is still struggling with making a decision about King Harold, whether he should help him or not. He is stalling and asking everyone what he should do. He asks Uwe, who is, as usual, very useless. Uwe doesn't have any personality and ha doesn't have 
any strong opinions about anything. Fitzsirk is also kind of useless, but at least he's got a point about Ivor still being a danger, but because he is now the top drunk, nobody pays attention to him and what he has to say. Bjorn even asks the seer, who I think is dead, Ivor killed him, last season, right? So we don't see the seer, but we hear him, like Bjorn is communicating with his spirit. I'm a little bit confused about what happened there, but anyway, after all that, Bjorn finally realizes that he has to help King Harold. I am not a big fan of King Harold, but the fact remains that Bjorn owns him and he shouldn't have to think this hard about helping him. But if Bjorn leaves, someone has to defend Catechant. For some reason, Bjorn thinks that Fitzirk can do it, and Uwe has to remind him that in fact, no, can't help anybody right now. While all this is happening, someone arrives at Kattegat on Folky's boat. It is Chetil Fatnose looking for new settlers to come with him to Iceland, which is what now they call the land where he and Forky went in the last season. He tells this very made-up story about how Forky went all screaming eyes and going away. Ube and Bjorn do not believe this story at all. They do not believe that Forky can just leave everybody and then nobody can find him. So Ube suddenly gets a personality and decides that he is very invested in what happened to Floki and wants to go with Shetel Fat Nose and find him. While they are talking about Iceland, they also mention some story about a traveler which we have not heard of before, but apparently everyone else did. A traveler that went to a far away land, which is supposedly Iceland, and Shetu is like, oh yeah, I know this dude, I know this traveler, he lives in Iceland now. And I'm very confused about this traveler, what kind of role does he play, why have we never heard of him, and now suddenly everyone has heard of him, he's like super famous. Who is this guy? I am confused. Take a shot every time I say I am confused. It's just that a lot of things are happening in the first two episodes. It is the last season too, so are we going to get some answers? Do we have enough time to get some answers? I don't know. Again, I'm confused. So even though Uwe wants to immediately sail to Iceland with Shetu Fatnose and find Falky, he can't because... Bjorn is leaving to help King Harold and someone has to stay and that someone has to be Uwe because as we have previously seen, Witzirk is kind of useless right now. Also in this episode, for some reason, we waste a lot of screen time on a servant girl being all into Bjorn. Why is this an important part of the plot? I don't know. I personally don't care for it. I prefer watching Ivor and his new bestie watch a puppet show that tells the story of Oleg and his dead wife cheating on him. And for some reason, both of them are surprised by how the story ends, even though Oleg has lived it and Ivor knows of it. Again, this confuses me. After they enjoyed the puppet show, Oleg and Ivor are traveling together to 
Novgorod to meet Oleg's brother Askold. By the way, Novgorod means new city, but it is actually the old capital of Rus. Anyway, they have arrived and are now waiting on Askold to come and see them. And while they are waiting, Ivor asks Oleg about why he is called the prophet. Oleg tells him a story about how he was saved from being poisoned by having a prophetic dream about the incident before the event. And while he is telling the story, Ivor was just about to drink some wine, but decides that he is better off without any wine at this point. And rightfully so. After a short conversation between Oleg and his brother, we learn that Oleg has poisoned the wine. His brother starts choking, Oleg is dancing, the scene is extremely dramatic and kind of reminds me, Oleg reminds me a lot of Callisto, again from Xena. You will hear a lot of Xena references from me in this episode and also in the next one. It just, I see a lot of parallels. Like, Callisto is an absolute psychopath who is obsessed with Xena, kind of the same way that Oleg is obsessed with Ivor. And while Callisto wants Xena to respond to what she does to attract Xena's attention, Ivor responds a lot to what Oleg does. So the whole reason that Oleg has poisoned his brother is to actually take a child from him. Igor, who is the son of the dead king, which basically makes him the true heir to the throne. The whole time Ivor is shook but also kind of impressed. We learn that Oleg also has another brother called Tia, who is understandably very pissed that Oleg has killed their third brother and is now giving Oleg an ultimatum. Hand over Igor or die. But Oleg decides to use his prophetic powers and threatens Tia that he will suffer immensely if he doesn't give free passage to Ivor and Oleg. But Tia doesn't believe him and gives Oleg two hours to hand over Igor. In these two hours, Ivor is bonding with the child, he's showing him some tricks, and Igor is enjoying it a lot, he likes Ivor. But the two hours are quickly gone, and now Oleg has to make a decision. He refuses to hand over Igor, and Tyr gives him a chance to prove that he is a prophet. Apparently, Tyr got married in secret, and hardly anyone knows, so he asks Oleg to reveal the name of his new bride. Oleg doesn't just reveal the name, he actually has his bride hostage. When did that happen? When did he take her? Did she like travel with them this whole time? What It was very impressive, but also very confusing to me. Did he know what Tyr was going to ask him? Did he like see it in his dreams? But anyway, 10 points for dramatic effects. And now Oleg and Ivor 
and the kids are on their way safe and sound and there is mighty beast. Let's check on Lagerta quickly and see what is going on with her. So she is in the woods like she wanted but she is not alone. She is actually surrounded by a bunch of people who are helping her with her settlement, helping her with the house, build a house, with the animals, with everything. She is surrounded by people. And speaking of being surrounded by people, in the woods we see Albert's men working and watching her. They are apparently planning something bad. And Bjorn should have known that it was not a good idea to have his mother live somewhere remote and then let these men roam free, giving them the opportunity to do whatever they are planning right now. What they are planning we are going to find out in the next episode. By the way, I have already watched it, but I will talk about it in the next episode of the podcast, which will happen very soon. I think a couple of days after this one. I will upload it, so stay tuned for that as well. Now some final thoughts about these two episodes. I enjoyed them a lot. Don't pay attention to me being confused. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy what I was watching. I just don't remember a lot of stuff from the last couple of seasons, which is why I am so confused about some of the things that are happening. Now, in these first two episodes, we saw a lot of new characters. It is very bold to introduce so many new characters in the last season, and I hope there is enough time to develop them and also to finish the arcs of the old characters. I am curious to find out if we will see Floki again. I am very much looking forward to Ivers and his new buddy's adventures. I also want to see how Lagerta's new life will play out, why the writers have decided to make Fitzerk so sick and drunk, what is going to happen to him. I feel like they are preparing him to become something like the next seer. And I so do not care about this servant girl and Bjorn. Why do we need this? It seems so insignificant. But anyway, this is all from me for this episode. Stay tuned for the next one in that will be uploaded, like I said, in a couple of days. Now, if you are listening to this, you probably know where you can find this podcast, but let me tell you, just in case. You can find it on its anchor page, that is anchor.fm slash fay-4-pod. Fay is spelled F-A-E. There, you can find links to all of the platforms where you can listen to the podcasts. Platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and so on. The Twitter profile for this podcast is at payforpod underscore. There is also a Facebook page where regular updates will be posted and all of these links you can find again on the Anchor page. For comments, questions, concerns, feel free to use the podcast's email address that is payforpod at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is at Ivaiwa underscore and my personal Instagram is at Ivaiwa underscore G. Bye guys! Thank you.